Sunday evening, May 23rd, here in the Cyclone Fanatic home office in beautiful Bondurant. Uh, it's still under renovation. Got boxes and... Uh, Looks more open, though. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, I got some new new furniture here from our friends at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. Um, we're rebuilding this thing from the ground up. It's like a, it's like a program. You know, you just got to tear some things down to build it back up. We've been here for 10 years. That's what we're doing right here. Trust in the process. We are. <laughs> Man, this has been a long process. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> Well, the problem is, like, anybody who has kids and a career knows what you're talking Like, you, you start, like, a couple, pro- but you can't finish anything. So that's where I'm at with this office. It's like, oh, should probably get the kid's bathroom done first. You know what I mean? Like, that's a there's, little more important. There's no time. Uh, I want to thank our friends at MechDyne, the MechDyne Corporation. Check they, them out at MechDyne.com. They built something from the ground up. <laughs> they did. Well played right there, Brent Bloom. It really, they had, it didn't exist. What I, got they had. A, I got a text from uh, my friend uh, Chris Clover from MechDyne the other night. He was um, he was over at Kins, uh, the not-so-secret speakeasy, one of my favorite spots in Des Moines. Uh, anyways, um, uh, MacDyne.com. That's where I want you guys to go, and I want you to check out the careers tab. I actually saw on their Twitter page they were honoring some, um, you know, some some employees who have been there for X amount of years. And I was like, oh, they're not engineers; they are in like human resources, and like there's all sorts of jobs there. It's a great company, awesome benefits. Go to MacDyne.com. They love Iowa Staters, so you're already going to have an in. Tell them that Williams and Bloom. Sent you. That might get you an interview, actually. Put that in your cover letter. I actually think it would. It doesn't hurt. I think that they like us. Always personalize your cover letter. Yes. A little, 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 oh, uh, a little bloom tip. A bloom tip there. Well, yeah. make, you, make yourself stand out. Here's what we have on tap for tonight. Uh, we've got point spreads, special game point spreads from FanDuel for Iowa State. We're going to break them down. Um, I want to talk about where some of these former Cyclones are ending up. Uh, via the transfer route, I think we can piece some things together about why last year didn't go so well. And, uh, man, a, a staggering statistic. We like to do the sports business stuff a little bit, but I've got a staggering statistic about live sports and the, the value of it compared to, like, a sitcom. Like, uh, you know, um, unfortunately, I think my all-time favorite show, Home Improvement, wouldn't do so well today. Do people watch sitcoms anymore? Not really, and I'll tell you about that later on in the podcast. With that, we'll get going. And you know how we start things on the Sunday Night Podcast. we got to fire up some English. Let's go. Bring in the horns. I actually, uh, I heard from Chris English this week. So they are at the Des Moines Arts Festival Saturday afternoon. Okay. June 26th. Okay. And then uh, Chris told me that their first show back post-pandemic will be what is XBK? Is that a bar? I, you know, I'm not. I'm not up I'm not with hip. the. I'm not hip anymore. XBK is more. Yeah, yeah, that's a bar. Where's that at? Is it a uh, that's bar? on 24th Street. It's like a. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It's like a venue for live music. 24th Street. Where the hell is that? It doesn't matter. 
Bush and I once went to, you know, because in Halloween. It's by the old Drake Diner? Seriously. Oh, so there'll be a lot of Drake kids there. Yeah, so it's cool. 24th Street Drake Camp. They're going to crush it. That's where you can go and uh, check out English's first concert back. It's go. awesome. We once went to, because uh, Halloween's a big deal in college. Because the, the girls, you know, they, you can, they can wear whatever they want. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I remember Halloween in college. Anyways, that's not what, but that is kind of why it's a big deal. We <laughs> we went out as George Strait and Kenny Chesney one year together. How'd that work? Oh, the chicks, man. They loved with it. They loved it. I'm kidding. Halloween I think memory. I probably ended up with you at Welch Avenue Station. Yeah, I mean, we ended up watching some West Coast We're watching, game. like, Dirk Nowitzki. And- yeah, was, <laughs> with the 45-year-old guy smoking a pack. But it... It's fine. While well, they were all the kids had fun. No, my uh, Halloween memory. That was back when you remember the show Deal or No Deal. Oh, yeah. some guy and I still legendary showed up. I think it was at Sips when I was there on Saturday night. Um, he was Howie Mandel, and he had like six Deal or No Deal briefcase ladies. Yeah, I was like, I actually, good work, man. I actually think I was with you that night. <laughs> I actually quite remember that. And I just admire. Wasn't that at the oldest Stoss? No, it was a yeah, stash. It was right. the old memory. <laughs> it wasn't sips. It was a stash. It was a Thursday night. Yes, D- the oldest stash. Do people remember the oldest stash? We need a history lesson. It used Man. to be like a little. I it was, used it was to on Welch. I used to because um, I lived on Welch. They get the cheese one balls. year. My senior year, I lived on Welch, and I would always stop at a stash and have a beer on my way back. It's it like you tiny. know, it's a, it's a long it was, walk. It though. was tiny. Yeah, not the newest stash. No, old the one old on one. Which is where, like, I mean, what in the hell is there now? I mean, it's all torn down, isn't it? There Remember was where a, fuel was? It was right yeah, next to that. Fuel. We need just to do a book on the old 2000s, early 2000s maybe I could, uh, Maybe that could be a chapter. The hookah bar. Man. Uh, anyways, that was a little off topic, but thanks for sticking with us here on the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. <laughs> There's... The one thing I have learned, we have a lot of people our age. I know it's, it's to listen to this, laughs. and they they're probably digging this conversation right now. I still remember when the, what was the bar before Outlaws? It was like uh, on my first week on campus, and I was dumbfounded. But I, you know, I'm this naive freshman from s- the suburbs, and I get a little flyer. Remember, you used to, they bring the flyers around to the dorms, like they would they put it on your your door. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for like a, a foam party at Big Shots. Oh God! And I was like, "What? What? What are you talking the about?" Foam parties go? are so gross. I never went. I mean, uh, I wasn't cool enough been to, to go. One? I've never been to a foam party. Um, but that turned into outlaws. I think it was called Big Shots. Pretty sure. I went to a foam party in Puerto Vallarta <laughs> on spring break. What do you What do you wear? I mean, I just wore like normal clothes. So. <laughs> The for people who are listening, they don't know what a foam party is. So it's like there's a dance floor, right? To just blast foam everywhere. Well, yeah, and like all of a sudden, the like from above you, just water and suds just start like flying, like flying through. It's like they dump it though. It's not like a sprinkler system. And like, but you think about like. All these like spring break coeds in Mexico, like you know, stuff can live in water. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about like all the Not like the bacteria most, that's most like safe thing. But I guess the foam is supposed to fight that off, right? I, I, yeah, I've, that's the only one I've ever been to. But I did not go. 
I I would just admired the flyer. I can't believe they were having phone parties in Ames in the early 2000s. Yeah, That's 2003. Badass. It was August 2003. I, I might have kept the flyer. But, like, so the appeal of it is the bumping and grinding on the dance floor, and then everybody's, like, slippery. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I, I think I... That's, imagined that's the, the appeal right right now i was never at that point to participate the um i was at welch avenue station watching west coast football <laughs> we did that so much i mean we did complete, every total complete losers every thursday night we would go to size roost and sit in the back yep and we would bet on yeah, and the old online game. Yeah, we would bet on, like, yeah, I had a guy in the Bahamas. For some reason, we were talking about the foam party. But my body, this song, but we would sit there in, like, total losers, and there are all these cool kids around us, yeah. you know, and they're socializing. Their, they got their two first. Yeah, they have, like, actual girls with right. them, and we have oh, no. a pitcher. And we we're, just keep filling it up. We're watching Fresno State. Oh, oh, well, hold on. we got to get this Rutgers game over with before Fresno can come Rich on. Rich Hill's got the boys playing hard. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at Sips. <laughs> that's, that's where Blythe and Meyer were. Yeah. <laughs> I have a great Meyer and Blythe story, but I can't tell it. Dan McCartney would kill us. The rest of the football team. Hey guys, we cover the meet or we cover the football team. What does that get us? You're in the back of size. What was the place that? Because we liked Chasers. That was Chasers another was dorky bar that we used to hang out, but we loved it. But then there was the one place like it had a deck that was like behind Chasers. Oh, um, yeah. Element. Yes, club. I never. I, I was. Total, yeah, that was not my place. Total douchebag yeah, bar. That, again, like. But again, that was where the cool people were hanging out, and then we were at Chasers. Like that's where Jared Holman was going. Yeah, we're playing like Pac-Man on the machines at Chasers. You know, we're doing a little beer pong, <laughs> but look, it's all dudes. And then you look, look up at element, Club Element, and you got like, this going on. I don't belong there. part is is people in our era now have you know toddlers six seven eight year olds but they still remember r kelly at Ellen's, and they always will uh, okay. i still laugh so i mean i get to interact with some old timers like yeah back in our day at uh people's man well even older than that like they have names for some of these places like oh yeah i had uh, a do you remember our graduation party at people's do you remember that? I don't remember. I remember. Did you go to it? I did, sure but I did. don't remember. Me and like 10 guys, we went oh. together and rented out Peoples for FAC. Oh. And we kept running out of kegs. So like every 30 minutes, we'd be like, all right, can we come up with another $30 a piece? Do we Do we try and recreate this? Like a, a Williams and Bloom night out? Bar crawl? At, yeah, Campus if, Town. If there's somebody listening associated with Campus Town and they can, want us to do this, we should totally set this up. I mean, I again... I'm always up for recreating the power of 15 years ago. I can't keep up now, but I'd like to at least think that we kind of belong. Maybe not. No, we kind of do. We're way cooler than you're giving us credit for. I think so. 
We'll, we'll, we'd end up at Welch Avenue Station watching Fresno State football. Yeah. I mean, that's, Who's a, kidding? that's guaranteed. We're going to be like, God, it's too loud in here. Let's go. It's too dark. Is, I can't see. Is, is there a Mountain West game on somewhere? Hold on. I got to go FaceTime my kids. It's too loud. Okay. FanDuel has – hold on real quick. Um, Travis from Wild Rose Casino sent me a DraftKings tip – on Iowa State and people betting on the clones for the national Are these title. games available? Yeah, you can bet them. I saw like them on you FanDuel. You can actually bet them now. Okay. Yeah, if you have a, I don't know which casino has FanDuel, but it is an Iowa one. Right. Um, Travis sends me this. He got this from DraftKings. Iowa State is currently the fourth most bet team in the country to win the national championship. Interesting. So this is na- nationwide DraftKings. 5% of the handle, 3% of the total bets at plus 3,300. Okay. Now, DraftKings being available in Iowa probably skews that a little bit. I mean, I just I can't see a lot of people in like Texas doing it, other than our friend Barry. Well, it's pretty. I mean, but that's a that's a significant play. number right there. It, so this this jogs my mind. Uh, Phil Mickelson just won the PGA Championship. Which is so cool, by the way. Uh, I, I'm not a Phil guy. We'll get into it. What? I'm not. Uh, Phil was three hundred. He communist? was three hundred to one. Was he really? So Iowa State has a Jeez. thousand percent better chance of winning the national championship than Phil did of winning the PGA. I feel like you should blog about that. I, I just might tomorrow. No, Phil's fine. He's entertaining. What is your? Are you a Tiger guy? I am, which is part of it. And uh, I've heard from some contemporaries who've worked in and around the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language here. Uh, Phil's nickname on the tour is is Fig Jam. Okay, can earmuffs for the kids. Yeah. Fig Jam stands for, fuck, I'm good, just ask me. So he's got this reputation as this. Well, he is. Yeah, he is good. I mean, he, he's won his sixth major. I, I, but he's just got this arrogance that... And Tiger rubs. doesn't? No, Tiger does. So, so, so It's I've, so funny you said that. No, cause... I, so some of my, my contemporaries have worked near the tour. They say Tiger in his public persona is, you know, this a-hole that... He doesn't talk to anybody, but in behind closed doors, he's very personal with the other players. Where Phil's the opposite, where he's like this, you know, unauthentic guy that's great in the PR, great with the fans, but behind closed doors, he doesn't really talk to anybody because he's so good and, and arrogant. Hmm. But again, both are legends. They really are. Like you can't. You and winning at his age is incredible. The way he hit the ball today, and I'm a big golf guy. Like I understand. The historical perspective, and I appreciate it, but I, I'm not necessarily. I wasn't waving the Phil banner that, today. No, it's interesting. I um, I should have never read that Hank Haney book on Woods because it ruined me. Yeah, like, and he's not a good guy either. Don't get me he's wrong. He's an ass. Yeah, like he's I mean, not he, a good guy. he both, and I like him, like because I appreciate greatness. It's why I, it's why I like Brady, Jimmy Johnson, same with Phil, Lewis Hamilton. He's, he's a great. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not absolutely taking anything away from what he did. I just um. I don't think like, he's a, as authentic as he comes across. That's fair. Public. You're calling him a phony a little bit. <laughs> but no, but like Tiger to me, like, he's just an asshole. Yeah, to everybody. Like the stuff like Haney writes about, like, like how book. terrible of a tipper he is. Yeah. And like, it's, it, that's one of the best sports books I've ever read. And it's not like it, it got um, people were like, oh, all of this is bashing on Tiger. It really wasn't. It was actually very complimentary to Tiger. But it painted the picture of like, uh, I wouldn't want to have a beer with Tiger. It's, it's interesting. Who would you rather have a beer with? 
Uh, probably Phil. Yeah, actually, because I think Phil would be great. Phil would have stories. He would yeah. talk all the time. He'd yeah. be entertaining. That's what Phil is. I just don't think he's necessarily like this. I've heard. I know jolly one old good guy. I know one person who's worked with him at that level, and, and for what it's worth, agreed with you. Okay. So, I, I don't think it's a secret. Like if you look at uh, Golf Digest, does like this poll every year of. You know, who are the good guys on tour, who are the bad guys? Phil always is hit or miss. Like, you either love him or you don't like the guy, even from fellow. Man, wasn't players. that incredible today? It was the, great. I mean, it was, it was wild. And it, it actually made me, today, was as normal of sports oh. situation since we've had since probably the Super Bowl. Did you see my tweet about that? No. I tweeted when he was walking up the 18th. I'm like, oh, imagine us that. a year yeah. ago. Who do you get away from him? <laughs> Stay away. You're going to kill him. Well, between that and the playoffs <laughs> where there's 15,000 fans in all these venues. Yeah. And, but, like, uh, those golfers, like, Kepka couldn't even, like, get through the yeah. crowd. Like, it was wild. That was crazy. No, but good for Phil. I mean, I think it's it's amazing. It shows the progress of fitness and technology of at his age mm, to be able to, point. to do what he – and Tom Brady, similar, like, the, and LeBron – the primes, which is great for people of our era. You know, we're both 36 years so old. So you're telling me there's a well, chance. Well, I'm just saying, like, you can hold on a little bit longer now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Ty- this is great news for Tiger, too, because now it shows, even coming fra- back from his injuries, he's six years younger than Phil is. Like, so he's got some time to Tiger win another major? Too. I'm going to say yes, because I'm never going to doubt okay, Tiger. I but I, I would never have I, – I thought Phil was done for. The man is an amazing athlete. He's not immortal. Yeah, it's I so, hope he does. I think it'd be so, great. It made like today. Great story. Like I, I've, I, I've been in the point bloom where I, I could not care less about golf for a long time now. Today I was locked in. in. Like I, I really was, and I like Kepka a lot too. That which helped that he was up there. But like I, I'm not like this diehard lefty fan. Yeah. But I certainly appreciate him. Sh- shout out to our guy Brant, uh, who's a big listener of the podcast, who. Uh, he's got folks that have a place down there in Kiwa Island, so he, oh, was, cool. he was down there. Brent's awesome. Yeah, what a great Shout guy. Shout out to Brent. He wants us to to get Larry Eustachy on a podcast. How hard would that be? That's a, that. That's something to strike. I, for. I could probably. We need to. Well, we're going to start the Legends podcast. He would be a legend. So, um, yeah, and it, <laughs> he. Larry's kind of a recluse now, though, right? He's, he's yeah, he really, on his own. I don't know if he really cares yeah. at this point. All right. Um, we're going to get to those games uh, momentarily. Yeah, sorry, I, no, I, I hijacked the 301 from Phil. You're, you're totally fine. But first, I want to tell you all about uh, my friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. The iowaclinic.com, it, it's, it's so great. We tell you about it every single week here. They've been a sponsor and a supporter of Cyclone Fanatic for as long as I've been here. And uh, a great group of doctors. I use Dr. Nicholson. He is my uh, primary care physician in Ankeny. But you can go anywhere. There's Iowa clinics all over the Des Moines metro, all over the great state of Iowa, mainly here in central Iowa. But if you go to iowaclinic.com right now, you can do anything you want there. You can pay your bills, make appointments. My favorite little thing is you can go to the bottom right-hand part of the page, and you can check out current wait times for the urgent care. That is a huge – how many times have you been like, oh, we should probably go to – but I don't want to sit there and wait. I don't know if I'm going to get in. Boom. Takes care of everything. Plus, you're supporting a great Psych One Fanatic sponsor. Check them out at iowaclinic.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Gravitatecoworking.com. 
where you can go and check out all of their different great membership options. Shout out to our main man, Jeff Wood. He'll be on the Cyclone Fanatic Vegas Charter, which is completely sold out uh, with our friends from Cyclone Liquors. Shout out to them. The uh, GravitateCoworking.com, you can find there's meeting spaces. Now they're located on Locust, Downtown, Midtown, uh, Jefferson, and now in Cedar Falls. So they're starting to expand. tell you all the time. I think it's a really good business move. I really like. It. I I keep hinting like that Jeff that I want to invest in Gravitate Coworking, but he hasn't responded yet to that. So I don't think he's got shares for sale. But anyways, I, I I'm a huge believer in. We can talk about it on the Vegas trip. Yeah, maybe I could uh, give him a few Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, cheers, uh, Bloom and I both had hey. long weekends. At least the sun was out. Doing the Cody Road here. All right. Um, have you seen these lines? I, I glanced at them in one of your tweets, but I didn't spend oh. a lot of time thinking about it. So we can't really do guess the lines because you probably looked at them. Yeah, I'd probably be. Uh, the, these are from FanDuel. Um, I'll just stick to the Big 12 kay. ones that I had circled. Iowa State minus four against Iowa. To me, that makes more sense right now. Than the seven. I, I want to see Iowa. Like I, Well, they play Indiana week one. That'll I know. tell us a lot. I mean, it, really that's will. what I mean. I, I would like to see them before. I have a feeling – I actually – I thought about this. You kind of convinced me to think about this. Yeah. I actually think it might be closer to seven than four and a half. I agree. And so let, let me throw this out hypothetically, right? So let's say Iowa is going on the road to Oregon. What's the line right now? You know? Twelve. Right? I mean, probably 11, above seven. Ten, ten. Above seven. It's Iowa. They don't – the lines don't get very big because of their – Sure, but they're still, I mean, you think road game against top 10 opponent. Like, you don't associate right now, I get it, you don't associate Iowa State with road game and top 10 opponent. It's just not in your in your head. In theory, could be top five even if something weird happens. Yes. You know, depending on where the rankings are. And and that's why, and and, and Trent Condon and Chad Leistikow on Kicks Note, this long segment, how they thought the seven was way too many points. But it's like, if Iowa is going to insert top 10 opponent on the road here, it's going to be 10 points. That's a good point. Uh, I, and and I, I, on, I know this in-state thing is different. I know the history between Iowa State and Iowa and Ferentz and Campbell. However, it still is a top 10 opponent on the road. Yeah. Like, I mean, we got you got to think about it and, from Iowa's perspective, too. Yeah, and the the point spread, guys, isn't exactly – so, like, if – I did a commentary on it. If, if it was seven, I would bet Iowa. If it was six, I'd probably bet Iowa State. And it, it's sure it's I mean, because big... of the style, but like, but it doesn't matter. Vegas isn't trying to get money in the state; they're trying to get even action everywhere, Na- nationwide. And and if Iowa State has a fancy little number like six beside them, you know, home home ranked home favorites is where all the dumb people put their money. Correct. Every single week, according to Vegas. But Iowa State is still not associated as that Correct. that high value but team my yet. The point is, there. I think. Let's see what happens in week one. If Iowa would lose to Indiana, it, it goes to which 10. they could. It goes to ten real fast. Yes, um, but no, I, I just think you know that game. It's it's fine at four. I, I just I I always say it's still not getting value yet. And you can it, go put your money on it right yeah, now. Yeah, I boy. mean honestly, I I might. I just I don't think um, I don't think Iowa State is is seen as legitimate for whatever reason. Call it bias, reputation, tradition, the whole thing, and. And, you know, they still haven't beat Iowa yet. I understand that under Matt Campbell. I just think this is the yeah. year where it, it turns. But I would also point out that 
that's another reason to bet Iowa State. And w- did, Honestly, like, you yeah. think Matt's not thinking about that? Did we watch the Iowa State-Oregon game? Yeah. That was not a contest. Oklahoma. Go watch that if you're interested. Uh, Oklahoma minus 18 against Nebraska. Where's that one at? I didn't know they were playing. Uh, the 18th. It's in week two. Where? Uh, that is in Norman. That'll be a bloodbath. A bloodbath. Total bloodbath. I don't know, though. You know, Frost is starting to get his guys. <laughs> Culture's finally set there in Lincoln. Is their sellout streak still going? Oh, yeah. Did they count it through the pandemic? <laughs> uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River rivalry, Sooners by 11 and a half. One thing, two things stood out oh, to me when I go shit. through these big 12 lines with FanDuel. FanDuel does not like Texas. Like, they're not yeah. giving Texas near the amount of respect I thought that they would. Especially and they, early. And FanDuel loves Iowa State. I mean. Iowa State, like, FanDuel is leaning heavy into Iowa State. I like it. Um, Texas, and you've talked about it so much on your radio show, which I appreciate. Texas is just so unknown. Like, there's no way to predict. Like, the, any commentary on Texas is misplaced at this point. I could see them at 10-2. to two. I can see them at 7-5. Same. Real easily. I mean, the, again, uh, Ellinger's gone, lost a bunch on defense, but they still got guys. I think Sark's a, you know, a quality X and O. You like him coach. better than me. I do. I think though that game is is early. That could get ugly for Oklahoma's favor because Oklahoma's a known a more known product at that point. So of all the Iowa State lines that I kind of even had a, not a problem with, uh, the Oklahoma State line was the one that made me wow. It November, excuse me, October twenty third. Iowa State minus ten and a half. That's interestingly the last time they played in Ames, oh, Iowa State geez. was I think a twelve point favorite, and we lost, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh. that's one. My, Gundy, you Dude. know, Gundy and Campbell have had some battles. So like everybody talks about Tom Herman as an under, underdog. Gundy's, really Gundy's the same. Yeah. Gundy's in it. Patterson used to be that way. He's not anymore. Patterson's really fizzled out as far as that goes. Remember, I stole my I sold my stock in him before last year. I'm I've, I'm Gundy was that is that before or after the country songs? No, it was I, I sold my stock in him after the 2019 season. Um, but if if I this would be a good column, buy, sell, or hold stock in these big 12 coaches i'm holding on mike gundy yeah because they're really just a solid nine and three eight and four type program and if so if i'm looking right now at the um odds to win the conference they're the uh they're a really good value play to me at plus 1600 like you can get let me ask you this yeah you're a little higher on sark than me I like Sark. Texas plus seven hundred. Oklahoma State plus sixteen hundred. I mean, Texas or Oklahoma State's more known right now. Now they lost several guys, especially on defense. Where yeah, but what's so a good. better like value bet? No, Oklahoma State. Yeah, in Oklahoma State, if you look at all the metrics, is top fifteen for the most part. So, I think that's a good play. I don't know where that Oklahoma Oklahoma State get, game is this year. I think it's. I, I'm not even going to venture again. I didn't. But, I didn't put that game down. Yeah, but I just think. Gundy is always going to have them in the conversation. Yeah, and just for the qualifier for people listening, Bloom and I haven't like broken down schedules yet. We're just talking about these teams in general. general. Yeah, and so 
quarterback situation for Oklahoma State Sanders coming back. I like again. him. I think that you know Gundy develops guys. Yep. He was dinged up for a lot of last year, but they had a bull win against Miami. So I think yeah, I think Oklahoma State. I think you hold the stock as a program, but I'm buying this year, especially at six at sixteen to one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good value now. Are they going to beat Oklahoma in a one-on-one? I doubt it, but sixteen to one is pretty good. Pretty good chance there. Texas at Iowa State. Cyclones this, by nine. Yeah, I, listen. I mean, if, Iowa State's never. Well, Iowa State's defeated them by nine, one time, and that was when a road shut out Charlie Strong. I mean, but, it, having them in Ames in November is going to go one of two ways. One. True. They're 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 at four losses and they don't give a shit. They're checked out. Or they are getting better. Yeah. Under a first year coach, and then it's like you don't want them at that time. They're super high on their skill guys at Texas, but they always have good skill guys. I don't know. I they are a, that they backup are the, quarterback. The Ellinger is pretty good though. I was, and he might not even win the job. I mean, they got another another guy in there too. So. Really? Okay, I need to. I yep. need to do some reading on Texas. They're obviously. they're interested. They split snaps in the spring. The two quarterbacks. I, I don't know. I I think they're they are intriguing. They are one of those stories where they'll get a lot of attention in the summer of like how good is Texas, and then we'll see. Do they do they have a marquee non conference game? Um, Texas. I, I, they usually do. I mean, they've played what UCLA in years past. I think they got to have somebody there. Give me a give me. No, a they moment. play. I think they play Louisiana Week One, right? They do. They got the Raging Cajuns. That that'll tell you a lot. I mean, they're they, gonna lose. They, they, no, nope, trust me, Texas. You want no piece of that team in Week One, <laughs> especially uh, after having COVID. Yeah, they're at Arkansas, which they, oh, that's tough. Arkansas sucks, but that's still a tough game yeah, for they, a new. They were better last year, and then they get Rice. So okay. all right, well, Louisiana and Arkansas is pretty good they, barometer. In theory, could be zero and two. It's it's very possible. I mean, I, I w- I've put them at one and one. Is that in Fayetteville or where's that game? I know Arkansas's got two stadiums. Um, yeah, that's in Fayetteville. Oh. Sorry, I just got a text from my crypto guy. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. No, I, I bought. I've been buy, I, No, I've been buying the hell out of it this week, like crazy. All right, well. Glad my retirement accounts aren't in your name. <laughs> we were with some friends last night, and. Because you get to be our age and people sit around and talk That's about like talk their four hundred one k's and like Audrey, retirement. Like you, 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 trust me, young folks. This will be you in a matter of time. <laughs> and I go well. Right now, we're it's pretty average, but if and I named a coin that nobody had heard of. I feel like I shouldn't say it because then I'm going to get all these people like. Uh, I go, but if that thing ever hits twelve dollars, <laughs> we're I'm moving, tired. I'm moving to Florida. <laughs> Y'all can screw off. Oh, I won't ever, you won't ever hear from me again. Psych one fanatic, we're shutting it down. <laughs> uh, okay. Have have the keys, Jared. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Uh, Sooners are eight point favorites. Okay, and that's any any time you're within ten at in Norman is is a win. Man, that could be that could be the game of all games. You're talking. I mean, you what? Both undefeated potentially. First place in the line of the Big 12. Definitely game day if that's the case. Both in the top five. Is that the week that the SEC plays all the like F- FCS teams? I'm not sure. But for, I, I did the calculations. I think that's the premier game. I put this on our premium board too, by the way, like a couple weeks ago. If 
if you're an Iowa State fan thinking that the Cyhawk game will get game day again, get that out of your head right now. It's probably not going to happen from what yeah, I, I don't, from what I've been told by pretty good. That would make sense. I mean, you they, they they went to that well recently. They don't want to do that again. Yeah. All right. Um, Remember when the big controversy before that game was Eric Church being the guest picker? Jeez. Yeah, it's like we we got game day coming here, and that's what we're choosing to bitch about as a fan base. Uh, that is it for the Iowa State ones. Uh, the Big Twelve. So, what is Iowa State's odds to win the Big plus two fifty? So, oh wow! That's, again, okay. FanDuel likes Iowa State yeah, that's, that's compared to a lot of these other books that we've what, seen. This, I mean, isn't it kind of crazy that? And sometimes you got to reset the whole situation here. Iowa State is two and a half to one to win the Big Twelve Conference in football. I mean that's pretty crazy, and it's legitimate. What's Oklahoma minus one fifty or so probably? Oklahoma is minus one seventy five. Yeah. Texas plus seven hundred. Oklahoma State and TCU are plus sixteen hundred. I wonder if word's gotten down to Patterson that we sold our stock. He's still uh, he's still got Max Duggan. You were big on Max Duggan last year. I still right? am big on Max Duggan, but I just don't know what's around him. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's that kid's a stud. Like he's He good. came in against Iowa he's State good. and yeah, like, they, they totally changed that game. They lost a couple of defensive guys in the first two rounds of the draft. So. Yeah. No, I know. And, and frankly... Patterson's defense is just not. This isn't 2011 anymore. It's not what it was. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? I mean, well, I know what we're doing. We're we're taking a step back on our Gary Patterson stock. Take a step back. No, he's he's Take due to give us one of those years where it's like, wait, children. TCU's good again. Kiss your wife. Know your neighbor. The videos. This is the best. They're like in Patterson's garage. I was high on your stock for a long time. Not anymore, Gary. I took a step back and looked at the recent resume. And you're fifth in the conference, Gare. That's how I'm taking my step back. How old do you think Gary Patterson is? Well, he... So, one game I like to play after a couple of Cody Rhodes. Is he... Name the age. Is Ference is more tenured than him, or is Patterson more tenured? Uh, Patterson started in... 90, no, 2000. So, Ferris has him by a year, I think. You know, Patterson follows me on Twitter because I tagged him talking about how great his music of is. Of course you did. And he's like, oh, this is great. This is him whistling. Okay. Um, Gary Patterson is 69. It's a nice guess, but it's way high. Really? 63? 61. 61. Did you know he's an alum of K-State? Yeah, I did know that, Yeah, they thought they could get him there for a while. They're not going to get him now. I I don't know. I mean, TCU is just kind of one of those. Everybody, you know what? What's West Virginia's odds? I'm going to throw him in the dark, dark horse category. So, that's so funny that you said that. I like West Virginia. Because I've been working on a column about this for days now, but I just can't. I don't ever have time to. Right. Iowa State has to go there. It's kind of a sneaky road trip. Who do you have more faith in right now? Gary Patterson at plus 1,600 in this kind of music. Game on. Or Neil Brown 
At plus 5,000. 5,000? I'm getting 50 to 1 on West Virginia? Game on. I, I mean, I got... I think the one... The one... Sills brother is gone. Maybe both of them. He's a good coach. I think he's very good. That's... 51 does not give me optimism that Chris Kleiman at 5,000. I don't like that. They're not winning. They could upset. They're not winning the conference. Is Scott Thompson back? Yeah, he's like his ninth year. Like his eighth year now, yeah. Uh, Baylor at 3,000. Tech at 8,000. Yeah, see ya. They're done. I I love the Wells brothers. Yeah, he's going to get fired. But they did get the Shuff kid. Oh, yeah. Who somehow. After Brock Purdy just destroyed him in the game, is still thought of as a better NFL prospect than Brock Purdy. Anyway. Do you think I should direct message Gary Patterson and be like, hey, we're we're Twitter friends. Uh, we have and ask him if he could, you know, like English does for us. Do you think Gary Patterson we'll would do, do an intro on? for the podcast? I think he's looking for the pub. When he sees I'm sixty one He knows he's the, the the tunnel is near the end here. But I said this last year. It's like if I'm TCU and his bosses, I'm like, what's this guy doing? He's making mi- videos during his time. You think Matt Campbell has time to make th- a country yeah, music think, video? I think I'm selling on TCU. I think I'm selling on TCU. Now I like I like a lot of things about Fort Worth. Oh, it's a and great the program. Town. What's the Cajun restaurant? Uh oh, it's um. We always go there. Yeah, uh, downtown. It's good. Great. I'll, I'll I always get it. the alligator. Razoos. Yeah, get the alligator. Razoos. If you're ever in downtown Fort Worth, go to Razoos. What do you think the odds are on Kansas to win the Big 12? They just named their head coach last Un- week. Unlisted. <laughs> 25,000. <laughs> you see Lance Leopold, one of his first things is like, I want to be the Matt Campbell of... Uh... I love Lance Leopold. I really love Lance Leopold. However... Well, it's, it's an insurmountable task at this point I until proven otherwise. You know, I've said this. I thought if Matt would have gone to the NFL, I think he would have been the the guy. If, if like, Haycock or Manning wasn't, like... In the wings. Yeah. Leopold was... He... And I don't know this for a fact, but my sourcing when Matt got hired is Leopold was two or three. I get it. Makes sense. Um, speaking of, before we get into the next topic... Matt and the Lions in the $68.5 million. Yeah. Can I give you my thoughts here? Yeah, and I'll give you mine as well because okay. I have, I have know some more thoughts on this. No, I don't, I don't know a I, lot. I, I'm guessing Dennis Dodd, who had the report kind of out of the middle of nowhere, <sighs> got a little bit out over his skis here and, uh, and went for it in regards to this. Old I'm, school reporter. I'm guessing the Lions were interested in Matt. I don't know. I, I just hypothetically, I'm I'm betting it never got to a numbers situation. Although, if you look at the number, it would be in line with what like Matt Rule is getting at Carolina now. So I think the number is probably accurate for what they would pay to a up and coming college coach. I was just surprised that Dodd seemed so confident in that whole situation. I. So I had a different read. I think Dodds had a crazy specific thing that he was talking about to just pull up out of nowhere, out of your ass. Okay. I I think there was an element of truth to it, probably out over his skis a little bit. 
like I'll, I'll meet you there. Yeah. I think somebody from the Lions called and um, called in a favor with a reporter because they didn't want. Why? I mean, what good does that coming out do for you with Dan Campbell with your fan base? You're trying yeah, to sell this what, guy. That's what he was, but why? Yeah, I just i I never would have imagined the whole you know, Dodd coming up with this number and not reporting it until now. Like, why now? Anyway, it's just kind of odd. Do I think they were interested in Matt Campbell? Absolutely. Of course they were. But it was the whole, like, oh, yeah, by the way, Matt turned down $68.5 million from the Lions, just kind of casually throwing it out there. So, just kind of odd. Yeah. I do think that Matt will continue to get offers in that neighborhood. So, don't get – like, that. the number didn't surprise me. It was just – the matter of fact approach that he had of, oh, I'm going to throw this out there and in the matter of uh, top 10 coaches in college football conversations, if that was an impact here. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what to think of that. Yeah, and it was, it, was, I don't, it was weird. The problem is, like, I think people, I don't know. I have no idea. And Matt, Matt doesn't have an agent. And Matt, every year after the season goes off the grid. Right. He's And he did that after they were three and nine. So it's like it's not like oh well it's because he's out interviewing. I don't know what the guy's doing, but I bet the offer. I bet there was an offer. Yeah, I mean, or, I, or at least a initial conversation. This is what we I, would. And I also think Matt and like he probably like if ESPN Chicago called me to do. I don't think I would ever move to Chicago. Like sure, but I would talk to the guy. Would talk to him, right? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Wrong like with talking to somebody, like I, if I you it. got called from Stanford to I, do fundraising, would you take the call? Absolutely. I mean, yes, of course, of course. That's my point. Like, Doesn't just mean be, you're gonna go. Correct. It's it just it was kind of weird. Like all of a sudden, no, here's Dennis Dodd, who we haven't heard from in a while, come up with this and this other conversation. But I do think, you know, one thing to keep in mind here is after this year, when this depth of talent of all these seniors or juniors who were leaked for the NFL. I mean, I think it's a legit conversation to have of, you know, what's Matt's thinking now? You know, once you have this, this class that's top 10 preseason, when they move on, you know, if there's another offer of that or more, that, that, I mean, I think you, I think we all have to admit that's a serious conversation to have. It's great. Matt turned down the lines. Now I do think that as these offers continue to come in, there are conversations that he'll have to have as his family. And so far he's been here longer than uh, many coaches have in their entire tenure. And we'll just be optimistic that he, he stays for a while. Good, good, good stuff right there. All right. Um, I want to cruise through these other topics real quick. Okay. Yes, please. Let's um, I, w- I wanted to run through these guys who are transferring. Uh, we know about Bolton Gonzaga. we Got news on the other four guys okay. this week. Uh, Darling Stone Dubar to Hofstra. All right. I was told, I don't think this has been reported yet, but I was told by a pretty good source that Dudley Blackwell was going the Juco route. Okay. Which I think that's a good move. For, I'm Both of those guys, I'm still kind of like, I'm not ready to just throw in yeah, the towel and say that they suck. I, I, I didn't see enough of them. Correct. Dubar has a great body. Blackwell, I think, can shoot, but he had no confidence and was just in a terrible spot last yeah, year. It's so, so it's hard like, to judge. Uh, Tyler Harris, interestingly, is going back to Memphis. 
as a preferred walk-on. Yeah, I mean, that's the thought. Is he, he? I don't know if they have an open scholarship or not when he committed. Now, maybe one will open up, but it sounds like he'll be a walk-on there. Familiar from there. Um, smart kid. So I'm guessing he can get some of his tuition, if not all of it, paid for, which is great at the end of the day. So, we'll, yeah, we'll see with Tyler, but it, it's just one of those things where he had his moments in Ames, but it, it did never work out. And uh, clearly some familiarity elsewhere. Um, Jalen Coleman lands to Kansas. Yeah, odd. But great for him. Here's the... Uh, I feel fit, like I can it, talk about it, this it now. It fits what you've been saying for a long, long time. Yes, it does. And I and again, our premium subscribers, I, I hate to just hit everybody over the head, but this is the type of ins, insight that they're getting day to day. I was reporting along the way that Jalen was concerned about... And I give him credit for this. When he was choosing to stay at Iowa State, he was concerned that he was going to have too much pressure on him. Because yep. at this point, they didn't have Kelsher. They didn't have, right, it was, they didn't have anybody. I think that they had um, the Washington State kid. I think right. that was about it yep, at that jazz. point. Yep. And Jalen wanted to go somewhere where he could just be more one of the guys, like, and not be the focal point. And he thought that it would be too much pressure at Iowa State. In that, but I like some people would be like, "Oh, you don't want to challenge," but I actually give him credit. I mean, he's basically Isaiah Moss, right? Totally, it's a great comparison. He knows know your strengths, and I appreciate this. So Jalen's a super smart guy. Um, already has his masters or getting his masters. I don't even know what type of education he's going to pursue at KU. But at Kansas, not a, not likely to be a starter, but be their first or second guy off the bench, come in and knock down some shots, and be on a really good team. Kansas will be top four consensus nationally. And if you look at Jalen's career, the one thing that is missing is he's never been on a winning program that has been in the NCAA tournament that's been anywhere yeah, near the Yeah, that's why I'm really 10. happy for him and Raz because they're both going to the tournament. They're very similar. <laughs> it's like two guys that they they just haven't been around winning a lot and to be that entire college experience, Bolton just graduated. Super smart guy again, his undergrad. Two talented guys, but they could have done two things. They could have gone gone pro, both of them, made money overseas, and been out of the college experience. But what I appreciate is they stayed, decided to stay in college, understand the unique nature of it, play for great programs. They're going to win a lot and hopefully get themselves on a bigger stage so they can enjoy it and, and have stories to tell when they're older. That's what it's all about. I, you know, I, I don't think you have any ill will to any of those no. two. I, Jalen, I, Jalen, Regier both will have some success. I don't think either will start for what it's worth, but both will have significant contributions to really, really good teams. Jalen's one of my favorite dudes who's come through here in a while. He's a really neat kid. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't. I'm with you when when Gonzaga's on national TV. I'll be rooting for Raz. Like, I will be rooting for Jalen. Like, I, I'm. I do think it tells you the other guys, though. I mean, they what well, call it what it is. They were misses. You know, yeah, Harris yeah. wasn't. He wasn't what they thought. You know, and Blackwell and Dubar were. Just, they needed those guys to be able to be contributors, and they weren't. I hope that they can turn it around. That is uh that is well said. Now, yeah, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, last year you needed somebody to be more than they were, and Jalen Coleman lands. If you look at the metrics, Cedar had an outstanding year. Like, there, there's a reason why I got a couple of messages. Like, why would Kansas be interested in him? Look at his numbers last year. Like, over 40% from three, average double figures, pretty solid defender, 
uh, did all the little things well. He was just a cog on a team that wasn't very good. But if but his numbers, if you extrapolate them to a good team, he will make an impact. And I think Jalen will be very do very well there. And quite honestly, he may do some damage against Iowa State. You you have to expect it. Uh, and it, and yep. it's interesting that Iowa State gets uh, Anaruna and Coleman lands goes to Kansas. And I would argue both are better fits in their current situations. Well said. Last one I wanted to point out to you here is. Uh, just on a, it's a sports business thing from our favorite website, Sportico. They are coming on strong. Sportico. Yeah, we were on them on the ground floor. Um, so it's about ESPN and ABC picking up the NHL rights. Yeah. Which, what's fascinating, like it, there's charts, like just so the people don't, what am I holding up? That's a sports business journal, Thank the paper you. copy. I read it every week. Um, the demographics, like of all the like sports, like that aren't the monsters, the NBA and the NFL, like NASCAR and the NHL are like the big up and coming sports right now. NASCAR's coming. NASCAR's maybe. completely flipped. What? It used to be old white guys, and then Bubba Wallace came around, and now it's like really. I'm not kidding. Like, yeah, no, I believe it, it is crazy how it's flipped. What about Formula One? Because the Netflix shows help so, them out. Yeah, Formula One in a so it's always been huge worldwide yeah, it's, in it, America. It, like we're setting TV records every week with Formula I One. I caught some of that this morning. Monaco. Yeah, you want to go to Monaco some year? Uh, it looked pretty expensive. Yeah, we can't afford it, <laughs> but it would be really cool to dream about. Get on a yacht. God, it'd be amazing. Um. So this yeah, is so, but then, but ESPN ABC got the rights and they're going to put a lot of them on ESPN Plus. So the point here in this article, and I did tweet it out at Chris M. Williams earlier. So there's that thing in New York every year where the big four networks get together to like pitch their upcoming series yep. and to advertisers. Yep. Um, what we learned this year is that there's not many new like sitcoms and like Grey's Anatomies and stuff like that. Like, the only new things are, like, they're doing a new Wonder Years. They're, it's like wow. a bunch of, like, spinoffs that they think that they sure. can. Well, they wouldn't have had time to do any production. Correct. Because of the pandemic. Well, that and uh, these numbers that are coming in right now. So, like, on average, if you're, like, one of the networks right now, you're getting um, 1.4 million adults, 18 to 49, per night, per network. Okay? Yep. 1.8. So that's the baseline. ABC, NBC, yep. CBS, Fox. Yep. If you take sports out of that, um, now what's what's the key if you're a ad rep? You want people to see the ads, right? That'd be the goal. It, it says one percent of that one. So I just gave you one hundred twenty nine point four million Americans when I gave you the one point four million per night. 1% of them are watching ads right now. Wow. Okay. Well, why? Because they're not watching it live. They're on Hulu. They're on DVR. Whatever. Sports. 97 to 98% of televised sports are projected to be watched live. Hmm. 97 to 98%. For instance, when Sunday Night Football is on NBC... Averages 6.34 million impressions. They can basically count all of that. As live. 
right? Where if you're watching Grey's Anatomy, well, sure, a ton of people watch that show. Just like, breeze through it. I watch yeah. my one of my favorite shows is The Challenge on MTV, yeah, right? you're not well, watching the commercials. No, I flip right through them. But what they've started to do is it's tricky. Like, all of a sudden in the middle of, like, they'll, they'll go to, like, a 15-second spot, and then they'll go back, and I have to rewind it. And they're getting smarter, but it's like, why would why would ESPN and ABC pick up the NHL? Well, one, their demographics are great, but two, man, that. So again, it, is this really news for our podcast? No, we talk about this 2024 television contract. Keep that in mind. Yeah, and, well, and it's also another deal. It's like, well, I don't think Netflix is going to go after that. No, but it just illustrates that college sports profitability is not slowing down at all. And so, you know, Iowa State's annual revenue is somewhere close to $100 million. Well, with the TV deal that's coming here in three years, expect that to, I don't know if it's going to double, but it's going to increase. And so you're adding probably at least an additional 20 to $25 million a year to Iowa State's bottom line, which is significant. So that means you can pay more and... um everything that comes along with that. So, yeah, these properties are not slowing down. It also, though, Chris, speeds up the conversations for name, image, and likeness and ultimately just paying the players. I mean, that's what's going to come out of this TV negotiation as this goes forward is these, as the numbers come out that, oh, the Big 12 is making X amount more, the Big 10, et cetera. The next, the next question is, well, then what are you going to give the players? And so that's what's coming so, long story short, I don't think net-net for these athletic departments, they're just going to be walking in millions of dollars more per year. They're going to have to pay more as well, um, which, you know, is a conversation that could be had if that's good or bad. But, yeah, this, as far as these, the value of college sports, it's not going down. And, you know, we're going to have a full house, 61,500 Jack Trice. The popularity of college football especially is going to be as high as ever. I'm good. Are you? Yeah, that was a that was a fun podcast. Yeah, we we covered a lot of ground in an hour there, including R. Kelly and Sips, <laughs> and our good friend Gary Patter. I figured everybody's got a last week before the holiday. Yeah, Memorial Day next weekend. That's right. You got any plans for Memorial Day? No, hopefully golfing somewhere. I got to give a quick shout out. This is cool. My uncle Dick is uh, being inducted into the Adams County Speedway Hall of Fame. Outstanding. Next weekend. Are you going? I am. I'm going to go down and uh, co-host This Week in Racing. No way. From our old stomping grounds yes. down there. Corny Nile. And I'm going to call some races on the PA, and it's pretty cool. I'm. What night's that? Saturday night. It's going to be pretty neat. I'm going to take the girls. Girls have never been down to where, where Dad grew up, just running around and being a rascal so it, we're gonna do that and then i think we may go down to the mom and dad's condo for a few days well the one thing you gotta do i don't know if you have connections at the pa system well you clearly do you gotta bring gary patterson down to the adams county speedway i mean patterson's just like fishing for Perfect. exposure yeah. maybe he could do a concert <laughs> hey gary it's near council yeah. bluffs <laughs> Drive up. Duggan's there. Drive DFW. You can just hop on the direct. Just get on the American flight. I'll pick you up. We could get my. I, I'm sure that Gary Patterson would appreciate the fact that I have a Toyota Tacoma with 190,000 miles. He would on love it. that. He'd be like, oh, man, this is great. You're living below your means, son. 
He might even drive himself. I did that drive this past fall. Drive right by Tiger King. All right. Good podcast, Bloom. Thanks, pal. See you next week. We'll see you next week. We've got some uh, Legends podcast coming up. The summer series will be starting here before you know it. Uh, I have a fun one this week that I'm going to do. The um, Built a Lead podcast. Micah Byers is going to join me. Outstanding. Talk about, um, boy, he's had an interesting year. I want to talk to him about all that. Thanks for listening, guys. Take a step back. Everybody stop. Yes, sir. Take a step back.